Welcome to episode 27. No emails today, but I will go over some things. I have them written down. Let's see. Paradox of dating, gym etiquette, and then some other little things that uh, I just, I don't know, ram- will ramble on about. I just have them written down so I don't get disorganized and I can keep track of what what random thoughts enter my head. So welcome to the Chris Moss podcast where you guys get to enter the weird world that is my mind. All right. So anyway, I was in a store. I was in Whole Foods and I saw this woman. I'm 6'2". She was like 6'4". She had to be like 6'4", maybe 6'5". And she was wearing flat shoes. I look down. I make sure anytime I see a tall woman, I go straight to the shoes. And I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one who does that. But anyway, I look down at the heels. Well, not heels. She wasn't wearing heels. I looked down at her shoes to see if she was wearing heels. She was wearing flats, like flat shoes. And so I don't know. I just anytime I see a woman taller than me, it just amazes me, I guess, for the lack of a better word, like. I don't want it to sound like they're <laughs> they're a freak show or anything, but it's just I've never dated a woman taller than me. And it makes me it's like, but would I? I don't know. It just it's just like these weird thoughts that enter my head. You know, I see a woman taller than me. It's like, would I date a woman taller than me? Like I totally would, but it's rare that I see women that tall. Like, where do they hang out at? You know, I don't know. Do they play basketball at the gym? I don't know. I'd just I pass a lot of basketball course. I never see them there. So where the fuck do the really tall women hang out at? I don't know. Maybe they stay at home or maybe they're in the CEO offices. Maybe, you know, I don't know. Maybe they're all bullying people. But the other thought that entered my mind was, is it harder to date for taller women? Because average, average height women, I want to be careful with my words here. Average height women, it's like they can say, oh, only date short guys or you know only like men taller than me or i date guys my height with taller women with women like six four six five and up y'all can't really say i want to date men you know i like to date men taller than me i mean you could but wouldn't that doesn't that make things a lot harder i should bring a woman who's really tall six four six five and up on the podcast and i should do an interview like i should interview a tall woman I, but where the fuck do they hang out at? I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave that to the listeners. Y'all let me know if you know a woman that's tall and she wants, she wouldn't mind doing an interview. You let me know. Cause I got questions like do tall women that tall care about height? You know, like do they, cause it's like most of your options is men shorter than you. You're woman six, four, six, five. I mean, your options are kind of limited. Sure. There are six, four, six, five, six, six guys out there. But once again, that's a rarity unless, I don't know, you go to NBA games and try to pick up some of the players. I don't know how this works for people taller than me. I'm used to being the tallest person, one of the tallest people in the room. I just, I don't know. Anyway, these are the questions and some of the weird thoughts that enter my head. Um, But she, by the way, she was, she was fine though. I got to say she was fine. And, you know, I would, I would totally date a woman taller than me even though that might look a little weird considering, well, no, it wouldn't look too weird because I'm tall, but if a woman's taller than me, it would. Yeah. But she ain't going to manhandle me though. We not about to have none of that. I'm just, I'm just saying you ain't about to, you ain't about to push me around just because you taller than me. But anyway, I wanted to weird transition. It's going to be a weird transitions all day in this episode. Just saying, um, the, the paradox, speaking of fine women and dating, Dating itself is a fucking paradox. 
like it's dating itself is weird but the whole paradox of it all is like for example there's a lot of people out there you know kind of me included where it's like you want a relationship you feel like you're ready for a relationship but you're scared of getting into one and it's not even the fact that you're scared of dating and afraid of commitment trust me I'm a committer that's you know what I do but it's it's not that you're afraid of the dating you're just tired of the disappointments the betrayals the lies the letdowns etc etc you know so on and so forth it's a fucking gamble when you really take a step back and think about it, like you pick a human, you pick another human. I don't care how long you've known this person, whether it's a stranger, somebody you met at the club, at a bar, at work, or somebody you went to fucking high school with, or somebody you, I don't know, been friends with for a while now. It's a gamble because at any moment, and this is something I have learned the past couple months and even with past, you know, friendships and relationships humans are bound to just you know how do i put it because i don't want i don't want it to sound like i'm coming from a place of paranoia or hurt or hate or anything like that because i'm not it's just i'm just saying the whole concept of the reality of dating is weird where it's like you pick a human being and you hope for the best because some a lot of people are good at faking it i've learned that the hard way so many times because i give people the benefit of the doubt and then they show their true colors which typically people show their true colors when shit hits the fan when you're dating somebody and everything is all good everything is all good but let shit hit the fan you know a good one or two times maybe even three and i'm not talking about a disagreement here and a disagreement there i mean some real shit let some real shit happen And humans are subject to change. I think that's the thing that we're all missing. Just like an event, like a concert or a festival, you know, in fine print at the bottom, it says blah, blah, blah is subject to change or the dates are subject to change or, you know, blah, blah, blah can be canceled anytime. You know what I mean? Humans are the same way. Like, for example, I have seen many times where today, hey, let's get married. Then you get engaged, right? But then two years from now, that person's like, whoa, let's actually, you know what? Let's rethink this thing. I've seen, hey, I want kids. A year and a half later, a year later, the person has completely changed their mind. You know what? Nah, I'm good. Being in love. Today, I'm in love with you. I love you. Let's make this thing work. Five years from now? Yeah. You know, I I just don't feel the same way about you. This shit happens a lot more than you think. And it's just weird because when you're dating, it's literally a roll of the dice. And the dice don't change once you're married. It's still a roll of the dice. You're just entering a new phase or, you know, you're just getting new dice, basically. And the thing that sucks with marriage is like, if the shit don't work out with marriage, now you got to get, there's money involved and possibly kids involved and it becomes a headache versus just dating and it's like all right you know you break up there are two times you're the most vulnerable mentally and emotionally and i would say there's probably more but for sake of argument let's just say there's two but i know there's two definite times you're the most vulnerable mentally and emotionally that's around your closest friends and your significant other 
the paradox of that is that when everything is all good with your close friends and your significant other, they're your strength. Those are your strong points. Those are your pillars. They're your backbone, yada, yada, your support system. But when shit hits the fan, let's say that significant other cheats on you, decides to leave you, um, your one of your couple or a couple of your closest friends stab you in the back. That's a whole new level of hurt. But the more you date, the more you're you're open to heartbreak, which is just weird. Like when you think about stuff like that on that level, it's weird. Right. But yeah, I would say friendships and relationships are, you know, two of the times you're the most vulnerable mentally and emotionally. I don't know. Dating is a paradox. It's a gamble. People's feelings change. I've seen it firsthand. I've experienced it firsthand. People's feelings and what they think about something will change. It just sucks because most of the time it takes years for that person's to find out if they're going to change their mind or not. And by the time they change their mind, the kids are here. You have the wedding ring on or you already married. Well, now you got to sign divorce papers. Now you got to decide what to do with the kids. You know, I have a coworker, you know, who's been married and divorced twice. And, you know, me and her talked about, you know, the the dating game. And it's, you know, she's like, look, I'm over it. After that second marriage, you know, one marriage lasted 10 years. The other one, the next one, 11. And it's just, man, it's like when you hear stuff like that. And of course she has, you know, kids, but it's like, that's, you know, that's the positive outcome of, of the marriages is the kids. But then it's just like, man, like the the person that you were the most vulnerable with, the person who has seen you behind closed doors at your best and worst moments. Now they're not they're just another person. They're no longer your significant other. Just they're just another person. Like, is, is this shit weirding anybody else out of how we mingle with other people? I don't know. Once again, these are just weird, random thoughts in my head. If you take nothing away, humans are subject to change. I want you to remember that humans are subject to change, but it's part of the journey. It's the nature of the beast, all that good stuff. I just found it to be weird. Like, you know, I'm not saying I'm against dating or anything like that. Do what you do. And of course, I'm going to keep, you know, going until I find that one. But it's just weird, man. Like. I'm pretty sure there's a, you know what? I'm going to think about something else about life that's weird that we really don't think about on a certain level. I'm going to come up with something, but, or if you have any ideas, let me know on Instagram, Um, DM me your weird shower thoughts. I think that's what they're called. Shower thoughts, right? Anyway, send me some of those on Instagram and, uh, or in a voice message here on anchor. All right. My little paper here says I have a rant coming up. This is something about gym etiquette people. All right, I went to the gym and this pissed me off so much. People, all you gym heads, I want you to listen clearly. All right, open your ears. For all you people who go to the gym and take up two machines and you're only using them one at a time, slap yourselves, play freeze tag in traffic, eat nails for breakfast, jump in a bowl of acid, just what the fuck? Like, that doesn't make sense to me. Like, I I go up to a machine. There's a guy on a leg machine, right? And he has his towel and his drink on top, sitting on top of the machine. That means you're using it, right? Some people, they hop off the machine to cool down real quick and they hop right back on. That's fine. Now, the machine in front of him was empty. 
So I get ready to, you know, I go to get on. And then he hops off his machine in the middle of his workout. And he's like, oh, I'm using this one too. What the fuck? For who? Your imaginary friend? You only have one body. What? Like, why do you need two machines at the same time? And it's not even dead. Like, it's a little crowded in the gym. You selfish son of a bitch. Like, you fucking prick. Two machines at a time? For all you gym people who fucking, or if you know somebody who goes to the gym and does this, play this part of the podcast. You're an asshole. I'm going to say what the people at the gym are too nice to tell you. I'm going to tell you what your friends are too nice to tell you if they haven't already. Stop doing that shit. It's the most selfish, useless thing I have ever seen. Get on a machine, do your sets, do your reps, and then you go to the next machine. And if the next machine that you want to hop on is taken, go fucking stretch or do something else. Cool down. How about that? You know, I just don't, it's just, I don't get it. You have one body. Why do you need two machines? Huh? I just, fucking idiots. I swear, some some gym heads are just, just, your mother stood too close to the microwave when she was pregnant with you, clearly. You know, it just, ugh. Anyway, um, ugh. Yes. All right. Rant over, I think. That's the fucking dumbest thing I have ever heard in my life. Two machines. That's like watching TV, right? In the living room. Then somebody goes to, I don't know, the bedroom to watch the TV because you have the TV occupied. And so what you do is the person goes to another room to go watch TV. And then you go to that person to go, oh, no, I'm using this TV, too. What, nigga? Sorry. Did I just did that slip out? Anyway, fuck it. What? And I hope the next time you go to the zoo, the gorillas break out and beat your ass. Nobody likes you. All right. Everybody pretends to like you. It's like you're just trying to have your cake and eat it, too. Which brings me to my next point. Have your cake and eat it, too, is a stupid saying. About as dumb as, oh, you made your bed. Now you got to lie in it. If you made your bed, it's it means you're leaving. You're up for the day. You're going to go do other stuff. You don't make your bed just to lie back in it. I, oh, wait, hold on. Let me chill. I'm still in rant mode. Just, this is, this is just a weird transition to a random, another shower thought, rather. The rant ended. The rant ended. Now we're talking about sayings, because that set up the next point. Anyway, have your cake and eat it too is a dumb saying, because isn't it the point, isn't the point of having cake is to eat it too? The saying should be, Instead of have, oh, you're trying to have your cake and eat it too. It should be, you're trying to eat your cake and someone else's too. See, doesn't that make much more sense? It's like, man, you're just trying to eat your cake and someone else's too. That makes a hell of a lot more sense, does it not? But, you know, along with everything else, society just makes dumbass rules as they go. And uh, what? What's the other one? You made your bed. Now you got to lie in it. Makes no sense. It should be, you lied in that bed, now you got to make it. Does that not make sense? You lied in that bed, which means you made that mess, because when you lie in the bed, when you're sleeping in the bed, you make a mess, right? You make a mess of the covers. So, okay, you lied in that bed, meaning you you made a mess of this situation, now you got to make it. 
Now you got to clean it up. Now you got to make it look neat. You lied in that situation. Now you got to make it up. See what I mean? Let's see how easy that is. So I'm going to try. I'll tell you what. Here's what I'm going to try. Let's change these sayings. All right. Instead of, oh, you made your bed. Now you got to lie in it. How about you lied in that bed. Now you got to make it. You're trying to eat your cake and someone else's too. And you heard it here first. Speaking of cake. All right. Now that things are opening back up and people are, you know, fully vaccinated, people can take off masks or whatever the hell the rule is today. Um, I'm pretty sure, you know, here's some last advice to close out the podcast. All right. You're going back to work, which means at some point your supervisor or your job is going to have some weird ass potluck where people bring food. Right. Or your supervisor is like, oh, I brought everybody some cake we'll use cake as an example why is it that i'm gonna get to the advice in a minute why is it that they always bring some healthy shit like i get it all right i get it Susie. but uh not everybody in, in in the in the fucking office wants to be healthy all right you're bringing me cake with strawberries in it all right yes 80 percent of the office will eat that but what about us all right martha what what about us um i just you know what i can't be the only one every time there's a potluck or every time your supervisor thinks you know okay yes it's the thought that counts just humor me a little bit all right for us who's picky about some foods like my cake i'm picky about cake because it's about texture with me strawberries and cake that's two different textures i'm sorry that's cake is supposed to be smooth you glide into it with your fork and then you know you eat it when you got fruit in there, it's like smooth and then lumpy and then thick, smooth and then thick. Like, you know what I mean? I don't know. I'm a texture guy. So it's, you know, but here's a piece of advice. If your supervisor or if people bring food to your job and say, hey, I brought this for everybody and it's something healthy. Do this one thing. It'll solve your problems. Say you're allergic. I don't care if you're not. Sell the hell out of it. Oh, hey. Oh, is that strawberries in a cake? Yeah, I got it real quick at Whole Foods. Oh, Martha, I'm a, I'm allergic to strawberries. But you know what? That's all, that's okay because you didn't know that. And then you know what she's going to do? Oh my god, I did not know. You're you're allergic to strawberries. Oh my god. She's going to feel bad and then on the inside you might feel a little bad like you're a bad person, but hell. You know, if you're going to bring something, okay, yes, I know. It's the thought that counts. Whatever, people. Next time she goes to get something, guess what? Now she's more than likely probably going to get a cake that you enjoy too. You know what I mean? But I don't know. Maybe 90% of the office is trying to be healthy. Look, if you're eating cake, period, you're not being healthy. I don't care if there's fruit in it. So you're fooling yourself. But, you know, I'm just saying. Like, for example, this isn't a health thing. Cookies. All right. When somebody brings cookies to work and say they're for everybody you bite into it thinking it's chocolate chip and it's a fucking oatmeal raisin cookie which makes you think it's chocolate chip that makes you want to beat somebody ass this isn't really any advice this is just a, a random thought in action you know a staff member brings cookies you think they're chocolate chip because they look like fucking chocolate chips and then you bite into it and it's a damn raisin that makes you want to beat somebody ass right then and there Next time, label the cookies, Karen. 